Hello and welcome to night number 28 of 31 Nights of Frights, year four, the Stephen King of horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 28 brings us to what is possibly one of the last Stephen King ABC miniseries events. Even if there was a made-for-TV movie of Stephen King's Desperation that followed a few years later. Desperation was a made-for-TV movie, it was not a miniseries. So as it stands right now, this one really could be the last of these Stephen King miniseries events on ABC. I think we should go ahead and announce the movie. Starring Nancy Travis, Matt Kiesler, Kimberly J. Brown, Melanie Linsky, Matt Ross, and Julian Sands. This is the 2002 Craig R. Baxley directed Rose Red. Nancy Travis plays Joyce Reardon, a psychology professor who leads a team of psychics into the Rose Red Mansion, a mansion that was well known to have a ton of accidents during its construction and is also known to be supposedly haunted. Together with her team of psychics, Joyce Reardon is out to prove that the supernatural and ghosts do exist. Alright, so Rose Red. This is one that I did watch when it came out on ABC. It also wound up being one of the miniseries events on ABC that I didn't seem to care a whole lot about. This was a miniseries that was shown over the course of three nights. And in my initial watch, I didn't think it was all that special. I know that ABC spent a ton of money on this film. They were also promoting it like crazy back in 2002. It also has a very wild production history, as this film was originally supposed to be a remake of The Haunting, and that came up as a conversation between Stephen King and Steven Spielberg. Stephen King wrote the script, Steven Spielberg wasn't all that impressed as he wanted a lot more action set pieces. Stephen King wanted a more psychological and cerebral experience. Considering they could not come to an agreement, they kind of both went their own separate ways. Steven Spielberg still pursued his version of The Haunting, which did get made back in 1999. Steven Spielberg was also appalled when he saw the movie The Haunting and had his name removed from it. Stephen King wound up reworking his original script into a miniseries, pitched it to ABC, got that $35 million budget, and the rest is history. He was able to make his film, Rose Red. As I stated earlier, I didn't care for this one much when it came out. I think a good possibility of that is I didn't think it was as good as Storm of the Century. I still don't think it's as good as Storm of the Century. As far as production for a TV miniseries goes, Rose Red has an even better production than what Storm of the Century had. Which is impressive considering Storm of the Century looked great and still looks great in my opinion. From a direction and set design standpoint, this is fantastic. We have to keep in mind that this is before TV really had that movie look which a lot of TV shows have nowadays. Really what we have here is Stephen King's take on The Haunting of Hill House, which outside of the Netflix show by Mike Flanagan, I've never really cared for this type of story all that much. The story of The Haunting of Hill House was adapted originally in 1963, and of course I mentioned about it earlier, 1999. The original 63 version is alright, I absolutely despise the 1999 version, 
And probably my favorite take on the material is that Mike Flanagan Netflix show. I think it's appropriate to call Rose Red an unofficial remake, so if I was to consider this a take on The Haunting of Hill House, I'd say it's probably the best of the Haunting of Hill House straight adaptations. Yet the 2018 version, as wild as that one is, it really is my favorite one out of them all. I'm going to say overall Rose Red is a solid take on that story, and this would have to be my second favorite, even if it is unofficial. Rose Red, when it originally came out, was a film that was met with a somewhat mixed critical reception. I think that mixed critical reception came from the fact that it wasn't very original, so why would Stephen King tackle this? Well, I've heard that he has a strong appreciation for the original Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House novel, so I would imagine this was almost a dream project for King. He wanted to provide his own take on the material, and also, he seemed to borrow quite a bit from some of his other works, notably Carrie, with the character of Annie in this film. Annie is autistic, she also has the power of telekinesis. We see early on in the film that Annie goes and attacks a neighbor's house with falling rocks from the sky, which of course wasn't Carrie. I don't know if that's just an idea that he likes, or if he included this as a nice little nod to his previous work. That reference is fun, but then again, as us with the viewer, we've seen it before, so it makes it almost a creatively bankrupt idea. I think if there's any main detractor to this film, it would be the lack of originality. Even if this film is filled with a lot of fun scenes, there's a lot of scenes to like in this movie. The one big standout to me is the shared dream sequence. It's a super creepy scene, it's also one that's really well done from a directorial standpoint. I also love the fact that this movie used a lot of practical effects. A lot of the spirits in Rose Red are achieved through puppets and makeup and they look fantastic to me. I really like this old school approach that Craig R. Baxley and Stephen King wanted to produce. There is quite a bit of CGI throughout the film. Thankfully, it doesn't really detract from the movie. It does have a lot of that early CGI feel. I don't expect too much considering this was a TV production. It's just that a lot of the CGI clashes with the practical effects, and it might have looked good at the time, but it really doesn't hold up today. I will say that the CGI does in fact look better than something like the Langoliers, but then again there was a six year difference between these two films. I don't think it's going to affect anyone's enjoyment of this movie, and for the most part that $35 million budget was well spent. As I mentioned about it before, but those sets, they look fantastic in the movie. Here's where a little bit of the spark of originality works, and it works really well. The fact that they wanted to include the Winchester Mystery House as a basis for Rose Red. The idea that a house can keep on building upon itself. If you do not know the story of the Winchester Mystery House and do not know Rose Red, haven't seen Rose Red yet, I highly recommend checking out the original story of the Winchester Mystery House to see how that idea was applied here. It's actually really cool and one of the most original things about the story of Rose Red. I think it's also kind of interesting that the main character of Joyce Reardon with getting these psychics together to awaken and unlock the Rose Red Mansion. 
While it's similar to The Haunting of Hill House, Joyce Reardon is practically the villain of this film. She has no care whatsoever for what happens to anyone in this movie. All she cares about is her life's work and that this is going to be the one thing that proves ghosts in the supernatural exist. I really didn't care for the Joyce Reardon character at all. She basically had one thing on her mind and that was herself. I think in that respect of creating a character that we weren't really supposed to like and enjoy, it kind of takes away from the last minute twist at the end of the movie as far as her character turn, but we kind of saw it coming throughout the entire movie. If there was anything that I really enjoyed about these characters, it was between the character of Emery played by Matt Ross and Nick played by Julian Sands. Their banter back and forth and also how Nick was constantly antagonizing Emery throughout the entire movie, it was pretty great. Adding little bits of humor throughout I think was a wise idea, it didn't wind up becoming a goofy affair. The little moments in the movie that were funny actually made me laugh. It's also pretty cool that the movie had Julian Sands in it. Of course, Julian Sands played the warlock in the first two warlock films. I have fond memories of the second warlock film, Warlock the Armageddon, even though I know it's a bad movie. I said earlier about Rose Red having a ton of promotion from ABC. Well, ABC actually released a prequel film to Rose Red called The Diary of Ellen Rimbauer. That film didn't have a whole lot of promotion. I don't even recall when it was actually shown on ABC. I remember it was on, but I didn't know it was on. I caught it like an hour into the movie, so I just simply didn't watch it. I don't know if the lack of promotion on the Rose Red prequel, The Diary of Ellen Rimbauer, was because of the mixed critical reception of Rose Red, and how ABC put such a large bet on Rose Red being a success that they simply didn't care to really promote this spin-off prequel film. Rose Red has thankfully aged well. I enjoyed my rewatch of this. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed it a lot more than I saw it the first time. It's highly effective. It's well done. It's thankfully better than the 1999 version of The Haunting. Is this movie scary? Well, it's really as scary as it could be for a made-for-TV film. And I don't really mean that as a detractor, because the main thing is, did I have fun with the movie? Did I enjoy it? The answer to those questions is yes. While, in my opinion, it's not as good as the miniseries that came before, which is Storm of the Century, I really do think that Rose Red is well worth checking out. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore Analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes of either 31 Nights of Frights or my regular weekly podcast, Adam Analyzes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, you can do so at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would tell a friend about it. Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would appreciate a five-star rating at the podcast listing platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night. I will see you back here tomorrow for night number 29.